0: Thank mm-hmm. Hello and welcome to another lesson of Class Holes. It is lesson five and today we're going to be looking at going to the doctors as an adult and also living with people and housemates. So I'm here, Lucy Murray, and joining me is finger Preston.
1: <laughs> Do you know what? I'm so gutted by that. And I'll tell you as to why I'm so gutted by that is because I... She said to me before we recorded, listener, I'm really excited about your introduction this week. So I thought you were going to really, because, you know, I, you know, I, I worked out for a week, Lucy, which, you know, you, you haven't did, said yeah. about. Uh, and yeah. then you, you've taken pot shots at someone who would probably qualify for a blue badge. Um, <laughs> so that's disappointing. I <laughs> are you I'm sorry. anyway?
0: I'm all right. Yeah. Just been getting up do in life nothing actually I I don't know I feel like nothing has happened at all like time has physically passed between the last time we recorded Mm -hmm. but I'm not aware of anything that has happened in between that
1: you know what outside of this podcast my life is kind of like the ending of 2001 a space odyssey I feel like I'm just (laughs) tumbling into this kind of kaleidoscope of colours in which time exists outside the parenthesis then I see you we talk for you know half an hour and impart these lessons and then I fall back into the abyss
0: I mean yeah we did so well that we didn't actually advertise one of our podcasts we had out this week so go back and listen listener if you've not listened to any of our podcasts before
1: should we get on with this week's yeah go on then Right, lesson one is something I'm going to be spearheading, Lucy Murray. It's something I'm quite passionate about because it's something, it's one of these key skills that you only find out you need at the worst possible time. So you, you kind of referenced it in, that, in your introduction there. It's having to go to the doctors by yourself as an adult.
0: Right. I really want to know what happened to
1: you. I wish I had a what? doll so you could point out where they touched you. It's one of the single most terrifying things I've ever had to do. And I can kind of, I was always before, you know, this like very kind of, I don't know if it's a mixture of being the kind of British stoicism or just like toxic masculinity, but there's this idea that like you don't go to the doctors. There's always this kind of Mm. archaic notion of like, well, if you go to the doctors, they'll find something, which I always (laughs) find is a very bizarre way of looking at it. So, I I was trying to think about the last time I actually went to the doctors, which was probably years and years ago. All right. Right. The first time I ever had to go to the doctors on my own, I was 18 and a half. So, I was six months into legal adulthood. Okay. I
0: definitely went to the doctors by myself before
1: that. Yeah, but you were very, like, cash liquid at that point. You were, like, basically a functioning (laughs) adult. Whereas I became an adult when I was legally an adult. Are you, are you allowed to go to the doctors without uh, a, yeah. adult supervision before then? Really? Yeah.
0: I definitely what? started going to the doctors by myself from like, I don't know, like 14, 15 maybe?
1: You weren't like raised on the streets or anything though, were you? You, you weren't like a, like a street urchin or anything like that, were you? <laughs> no.
0: So you were, no, yourself, yeah.
1: you were taking yourself to the doctors on your own at the age of 14.
0: Probably, I started making my own lunch from seven.
1: World of difference between medicine and the appropriate <laughs> ap- application of which, and you having a nice Dairy Lee Lunchable. I was making my own lunch from an early age. I didn't tell her, i no, you but... know what I can try? Thoracic surgery. <laughs> I'm 15. I'm not, I'm not doing my own.
0: <laughs> I'm not, you know, having a conversation with myself at the doctor's surgery i go to a medical professional
1: yeah but i just don't i can't see how you thought you making your own lunch made you like <laughs> well you know i best to go get married now because i'm making my own lunches and all this kind of thing that's a very Again, strange leap.
0: going to the doctors by yourself is not that's an even worse leap going <laughs> from going to the doctors getting married lunches
1: I think like, see I, th- I think going to the doctors on your own is like one of the single most adult things you can do like having okay. to having to call up a doctor like doctor's receptionist and say like hello uh, like I, ne- I need to come and speak to someone about my health like I need to need to book oh this. that's
0: different I don't know if I booked my own appointment but I definitely mm. went there by myself
1: how far was your doctors away I imagine. Do you know how I imagine you in this story? I imagine you with like one of those bindles that like Tom and Jerry used to when they like left house. I imagine you for some reason in like the, the like the Artful Dodger's hat, maybe like a kind of small cravat that you you know to show that you're an adult now, and a bindle, and just going. Well, you know this gangrene isn't going to cure itself. I better go and see a quack. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what fourteen-year-old is going to the unless you know they're trying to cover up something. I mean, I don't. I God knows what you went to see the doctor about, Lucy Murray. I, I don't know. know.
0: I just feel like that was like I definitely, definitely went at sixteen, and then there was no like. I don't remember going at sixteen and being like, "Oh, I've never been here by myself before. What's possibly going to happen?"
1: I, yeah. I mean, I, well, as I say, I can remember. I can remember very vividly going to the doctors on my own. At 18 and a half it must have been around July August 2008 all right and I can tell you why I remember the date so specifically because the reason I need to go to the doctors was for rather traumatic reasons okay okay so the previous month yeah I don't know why you're still laughing this story involves me at what is essentially a glorified child age wandering into a medical practitioner's on my own for traumatic reasons. You look like it's the greatest story you've ever heard. All right. So the reason I had to go was uh, in that summer was the summer I graduated from secondary school. And Mm -hmm. it was that glorious summer of um, going away with your mates post A-levels or whatever exams you took. And so my friends and I decided to go to uh, a place called Bodrum in Turkey, okay? yeah I'll talk I will definitely talk about it at a later date I'm sure we'll do a podcast on it now what yeah. happened during this time is a now ex-friend of mine we had one of those you know sh- like the shisha pipes and they're very popular yeah. in, in Turkey and my friend and I were there was me and three other uh, blokes I've gone to school with and they're like yeah yeah let's do some shisha let's go and do this kind of thing and you know you get you get caught up in it all so like yeah go on then that's fine. You know what it's like. A shisha pipe is being pushed around, <laughs> Lucy Murray. You're in Turkey at the age of 18. We've all been there, all right? So anyway, so go go into this kind of place, uh, this shisha, I don't know, dispensary. I don't know what you would call it. And everyone, like, gets around this shisha pipe and, like, handing it to one another. And this bloke, who shall remain nameless, but he isn't someone I've spoken to in about 10 years now, not directly linked to this, but somewhat, he grabbed the pipe, the, the actual bit that you would put into your mouth, yeah. right? He yanked it like a Christmas cracker and the entire kind of ornament, you know, like the middle bit where the yeah. future is actually being pumped out of, that fell over. The top bit, which is a light, fell directly onto my right foot. Now, beautiful weather, summer, turkey, bodrum. I'm wearing flip-flops like everyone else is. Of course the thing that is hotter than hell, right, falls onto my bare flesh and proceeds to burn it directly down to the bone, Lucy, right? Goes through all layers of skin so you can see bone. It's no, looking like you could nice actually see shank. bone. You could see bone. You, see... you could see a bit of bone amongst charred flesh, right? Okay, so I'm looking at it. And I mean, it didn't even hurt because it killed all of the nerve endings almost taking so I'm looking at this disc this please either
0: because it like cauterized cauterized the...
1: perfect yeah. yeah it was a great it was a great wound as wounds <laughs> go losing Murray. right this 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 disc from hell burns me down to the bone, and the flesh was stuck to it because it cooked oh. it right so right. anyway, so I'm slightly annoyed because. I was on holiday and all of a sudden I've lost what was basically an okay foot. <laughs> I mean it hadn't been, outside that cross country run, it hadn't been used that much. It was basically still factory I ready. I mean we
0: haven't measured your toes. We don't know what we're gonna
1: do. <laughs> okay, down. it wasn't a golden circle, but it probably would have made bronze, all right? And <laughs> okay. so I'm looking at this thing, the proprietor comes over, he's like sick of it already because his Shisha pipe's broken to bits, half of it is like now like on like stuck to me rips it off right causes all sorts of damage to me is what i'm saying yeah. i was i just couldn't believe the pain that i was in fortunately someone came over and poured um i think some like salt water on it or something which again the the feelings were so intense i thought i was gonna black out i yeah. was like tom hanks that's in horrible. private ryan you know that like shh at the beginning bit where he's you know it was yeah. it was mad that's
0: actually but, the only bit i've
1: seen well i mean it's the only bit i can remember <laughs> um, and so, anyway, so I staggered off the next day. The blister it it looked like the house from up. There were so many kind of like bubbly bits that it was awful. Right, this thing that was on the side right. of my foot couldn't put a sock on it. Obviously, right. anyway, it was the middle of the holiday, and I'm thinking, oh, don't worry about it." 18, immune system's basically okay. This was like pre-COVID days.
0: Yeah, so I was thinking, i oh, and oh. swimming with it." Did you?
1: Probably to be perfectly honest, I think I was doing all sorts with it. you know. Tap tap dancing, <laughs> line dancing, anything foot related. Um, so anyway, so like another, I don't know, four days, five days goes by or whatever. I'm in like tremendous pain at this point.
0: Uh, yeah. Get
1: home and my dad took one look at it and was like, "We're gonna, we need to like rush you to the doctors." So I had to get an emergency appointment. All right. Mm-hmm. So my dad dropped me off because I was like, "I'm a man." right and if I've got trench foot papa then that's something that I as a man will will sort out so I went into the doctors and the guy that I ended up seeing he's not my doctor now I don't know if he's still a doctor to be perfectly honest he used to prescribe oranges for everything right doesn't matter vitamin c yeah but I think he must have had chairs in Tropicana or something like that because it wasn't (laughs) I don't think he ever actually gave me a prescription it was always like, yeah, don't worry, an orange will sort that out. Could could go in there with anything. Leprosy. Although I think leprosy is actually cured by vitamin C. I, I
0: think it might be, yeah. That's a bad example.
1: So he was a great mind. He was a great <laughs> medical mind. Uh, so anyway, so I went into the doctors and I had to say to him, you know, like most 18, 19-year-olds come back with some sort of STI. I came back with a yeah. foot infection. Uh, and he he ended up having to put my leg in one of those like stirrup things and he drew round my, basically the infection had gone from the wound was just underneath the ankle and the infection um. went all the way up to my knee. Right. And uh, if he said that if I hadn't have gone in within 24 hours, the infection could have got even worse. Like it could have been a nightmare. So I ended up on these. I they, I, sepsis. I, yeah. I ended up having to take 12 tablets a day. They were the size of a bullet. That was my very first impression of going to the doctors for that, like totally adultly on the first time. It wasn't for a sniffle. I nearly lost no. my foot. So it was quite a dramatic thing.
0: That is really dramatic. I'd like to say that. I'm sorry for
1: laughing all throughout that story. Mm. How do you feel but... about it? Do you think it's quite an adult? I mean, obviously, you were doing it after like sweeping chimneys and what they've got in the Victorian London exactly. that you seem to have grown up in, but.
0: What I would say is that I think that when you're a woman, there are more reasons to go to the doctors and also there are more reasons to go to the doctors and have like be in a vulnerable position. Sure. Yeah, like, you know, when you go for a smear test, for example, (laughs) every five years, you go, you have to take your kegs off you get essentially an A4 piece of paper for your modesty.
1: Is that true? Got a, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I'm not lying. <laughs> you get like an A4 piece of paper and you have to like place it somehow on you to cover the most of you that you can. Um, and then if you're in a fancy doctor's, you lie down <laughs> and they sit at the end of the bed. And then they slowly move you up so that their face just gets blocked by your pelvis. And that is honestly when they're trying to do going. Well, are you going on holiday anywhere interesting this year? As you they can just see talk. them. You no, know, they're doing small talk. As you know that your groin is going into their face, or yeah, so their eyes are no longer with you.
1: <laughs> I mean, this might be a very kind of obvious. There might be a very obvious answer. To this. What's the point in the bit of paper? Because I thought they needed to look at the yeah, yeah. Specific... But they, well, the
0: paper is just at the front on like on top of you so that you feel like you're covered
1: right but you're so, not
0: no well that's what so the very first time I went and I had any it's that not that like printer paper though is it it's no it's like um you know the bits that they the stuff that they put on those doctor beds it's like that
1: oh that kind of A like almost
0: signifi- is- like crepe paper type like stuff. yeah yeah but yeah significantly smaller like just like an a4 size and
1: like a towel yeah
0: the first time I went I wore jeans
1: so (laughs) that's that's a rookie error that's a rookie error
0: I learned that so if you go into the doctor's as a lady always wear a skirt or a dress
1: because
0: then you're right as well you don't have to do
1: the awkward a4 thing so what did you have to take a pair of jeans off I mean they're hard to to take off before you get into bed well
0: no you get you get like they (laughs) it's so funny the things that there are like you you get undressed behind a curtain so even though they're going to see you in about two seconds you get undressed behind the curtain and then you have to like pop yourself onto the bed and then they come around you have to like I'm ready I thought, I thought,
1: for a horrible moment there, though, I thought you you're going to come out like stars in their eyes like you then <laughs> open the curtain like oh oi, how's it going well we're good to go hey. my end yeah <laughs>
0: No, you have to please welcome to the
1: stage (laughs) Lucy Murray.
0: Holding my A4.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You come out like the X Factor judges tonight (laughs) wearing an A4 sheet of crap paper. Lucy Murray. Yeah,
0: so that's what it's like going as a woman, I'd say.
1: Brilliant. Uh, It happens
0: more times than you think
1: so uh, i mean i think that this really brings us to the end of the lesson i think we, I think we did it in its entirety which is go to the doctors as and when you need to I, you know this idea of like putting it off because if I lucy murray know. can do it you know she can wear a little a4 sheet and, and get on with it then then why can't you this up?
0: if you are going man or woman wear a dress <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so uh, lesson two, living with people, housemates. So we both have had housemates before, yeah? Um, I think so, I lived with people from, that weren't my family. I lived with my family when I was younger, obviously. Well,
1: that's but, um, not obvious. Was... You were heading out, like, you know, to work and to the doctors. Well, I just imagine that one day a stalk dropped you. And you aged like that banned Xbox advert. You know, the one where the baby flies through the air and goes through the entire existence of life.
0: No, I've never seen that.
1: That's how I imagine you.
0: Well, that's what happened. That's why. Um, so throughout uni and then after uni as well. And what you learn when living with people is that people are weird, aren't they?
1: That's the first just, thing that you learn. That's yeah. the first thing that you learn.
0: Yes, people are just strange. I mean, you remember my second year house in uni, yeah?
1: Your second year house, if if like time, you know like there is a certain kind of period of time that you need to have allowed to elapse before you can actually talk comically (laughs) about something. I feel like we're, you know, around the 10 year mark, we're just getting to that period of your second year house now.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you remember that the police were called.
1: I can remember that your on second house, it was the closest thing to a series of unbroadcast Big Brother. That's how I was, would... <laughs> but I mean like, like end of its life, it's span Big Brother when they just put all the, you know, reprobates in.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, so the time the police got called was, I think I was asleep because I was revising or something, being a SWAT, um, and everyone well, else was gone be out. Messenger. and everyone else had um, gone out and then I was woken up to my door flung open by one of my other housemates coming in and asking me to save them uh because there was a fight downstairs with a plate like they were literally smashing plates over each other's head and I had to run down in my pajamas there were yeah two of my housemates were Smashing plates over each other's heads. So I had to run down in my pajamas and try and break up this fight. Um,
1: and then barium, the next day, the police jungle, were really.
0: called. The police were called and they were, um, they like spoke to all of us and asked for all of our, you know, ideas on it. And then all of that person's All about came ideas down. on it. I love
1: that. I
0: know. I was like, I was asleep. <laughs>
1: what happened what did they say to you what, what, what were the questions they asked just what did you say
0: yeah. yeah what happened and they basically in the end sort of went stopped fighting each other and then left
1: perfect justice if there reserve. was
0: like a serious exactly if there was a serious problem it would have been bad but i guess they see it all the time um
1: but the thing that yeah, i imagine that they do see people slamming plates over each other's head <laughs> all the time that's part of being a police officer in the United Kingdom. They
0: didn't witness it though. So it like it'd been and gone for them at that point. Yeah, it was old
1: news. Um, it was old
0: news. Exactly. But the thing that I think you stepped was, over
1: the dead body and crockery <laughs> that was in the in the hallway.
0: Oh, hey, this I happened yesterday. For plate smashing, uh, there were surprisingly zero actual like head wounds or anything.
1: I don't think that there's any, like, legal statute over that. I wonder, it must be so niche a topic that I don't think that there is (laughs) any law against slamming a plate over someone else's head. Uh, What Were they on speaking terms during this forensic investigation? or?
0: No. Well, she ended up um, getting a lock for her door. I mean, it's like, when you think about it now, it's like, okay, fair enough. But yeah, she got a lock for her door. (laughs) 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 The funniest thing is I remember it after. It was like at one point um one of the other people went to get a plate to smash
1: over her head and she went
0: no that's my mum and then like took that plate and that. Imagine plate went to having room. A
1: pla- like a plate smashed over your head though i can't imagine the kind of damage that that would end up doing
0: it didn't do any damage
1: oh it did Lucy. Think... you might not have seen it but it did damage that we can both agree there come on
0: I think only actually two plates got smashed and Mm. it was probably one of those drunken fights that it's like it looks a lot worse than it is Mm. there was a lot awful lot of shouting Um, and yeah the other thing from living with her is you remember that her room was next to my room and um she she was also an awful housemate because at any point of the day she would have company over
1: Mm, but company Um, in italics as i've said in in this podcast lucy very much is a product of her victorian upbringing and so company there is a euphemism isn't it lucy murray it wasn't that she was inviting people over for some like crib or something like that was it it was yeah you're you're talking um, about you're talking about company aren't you lucy murray
0: as we've referred to it before she engaged in some afternoon delight uh, a lot yeah Mm. and and loudly so at all times of the day all Mm. times of the day
1: it was almost like an instrument that she was playing wasn't it she was she was really trying to fine-tune that instrument
0: (laughs) continually (laughs) and we were in a really quiet secluded road we were a semi detached it wasn't
1: that quiet let's be honest if she was going at it all hours of the day and the other housemates were slamming crockery over each other's skulls it wasn't that quiet and if i I remember your second year house it was like it was like (laughs) entering the secret garden as well everyone else like me for example lived in in the urban communities outside the university you had to kind of climb through a wardrobe to get into Lucy Murray's second year residence. I don't know how you found it. I imagine you had to like say your housemates' names and clap three times in a pentagon or something. Uh, I have no
0: idea. We were right next to a castle.
1: You were right next a to a castle. Castle on that, yeah. Yeah, I think what you're yeah. talking about in terms of this lesson though is we're not talking about living with your nearest and your dearest, setting up shop no. as a couple, or having lived with your parents. You're talking about when a group of effectively random people are enclosed in a small space with one another. Like, yeah, I, it may well be people who are listening to this podcast now are in a housemate situation.
0: God, can you imagine being quarantined in a housemate situation? Just, like, keep the plates in your own room.
1: Keep the plates in your own room. I mean, to be fair, that housemate in question, she's probably spending a lot of time in her own room. So I wouldn't say that she's, she's too much yeah. of a worry. What, what What's good etiquette for being a housemate, would you say then, Lucy? What's the? Well I think the thing noticed? that
0: the thing that takes that causes the most arguments is washing dishes, isn't it?
1: That's the end of every great relationship is when you have to share and wash dishes. I reckon your housemates had the great idea. They didn't wash them. They used them, <laughs> they smashed them, they got rid
0: It's <laughs> like a Greek wedding. Um, it was. Yeah, so that's what I think that that's definitely, out of all the arguments that I've had in various housemate situations, it's been because of
1: dishwashing. The strangest argument I've ever had whilst sharing with other human beings, and I want to emphasise those words, human (laughs) beings, right? I can remember there being a huge standoff in my third year house after um, a FIFA tournament. Yeah, which was big business in that third year house, Lucy Murray, as you may well remember.
0: Yeah, I do remember,
1: and I can remember that a forfeit, unbeknownst to me, was put forward by uh, a member of the house, in which my dirty laundry was going to become <laughs> uh, was going to become a prop. So whilst I wasn't in the house, people were going and rummaging through my dirty laundry and having to like kind of put various garments over their head, usually my underwear without me knowing, right? Oh. Now, Lucy Murray's face listener <gasps> is one of a grimace there, okay? Sure. As I am sure that any listener listening to this. And so I took umbrage over that. Obviously, I thought it was somewhat perverse and unneeded that people were rummaging through my dirty laundry without me knowing, and particularly using them as a forfeit in that way. So I, in rebuttal to this, mm-hmm. stole uh, the PlayStation's HDMI cable
0: and wow. i
1: Ultimate I, power play. I took it as hostage lucy now this escalated into a full-on house war where like treaties <laughs> had to be drawn up and we weren't laughing we were sat around the table and it was kind of like well article one says that if preston's dirty laundry is being used in an obscure and perverse <laughs> way then of course the hdmi will be forfeited and it, it really got down to like a constitution <laughs> of terms and I think what it is is, as you say, you find out that people are weird. People forget yeah. about boundaries. There's n- no mum and dad around to keep things in line. Yeah, at one time,
0: one a different house when I was living in, um, one of the guys went through my baking shelf because I used to bake a lot. So it was one of them. Um, That's not a you. Went through my no cakes. <laughs> <laughs> i'd make like fondant flowers and things yeah. um he went through my baking shelf and decided it had all gone off so I threw it all Perfect. in the bin
1: he decided none of it so had gone off. did he like did he like check or he's like oh, i'm sick of this
0: yeah he'd just what gone you... that'd been there for long enough chuck that in the bin i didn't so, speak to do... him
1: for like a week <laughs> so was your remedy just it's funny isn't it because when you take these things out of the housing situation they seem very kind of minuscule and very pedantic. I can remember another argument I had with a housemate was because he repeatedly woke me up at 4am when he used to walk into the front of our house with a trumpet. Now that was like a ludicrously niche complaint to make to another adult, another functioning adult. Please, during this time, could you not keep walking through our front door at four o'clock in the morning Playing the trumpet. If you want to play the trumpet, come in at nine. <laughs> yeah, nine a.m. Who was nine... he setting
0: an alarm for four a.m. It, every day? It was
1: it was like calling the gang going past my my door every day. <laughs> I had an owl in one ear. I had Louis Armstrong in the other. It was it was a nightmare, and it felt very pedantic. It's very it's a very strange thing. I actually wrote him a letter. I wrote him a letter. <laughs> I wrote him Article 4 says... It was. It was almost kind of like, well, as per the great underpants versus HDMI case of 2010, you know, let's get, let's get some ground rules here because I'm going to go mental over this. That's
0: horrific. I remember one time that we'd... A couple of um, me and my housemates had cleaned the whole kitchen and one of our other housemates was at work and she came in and walked around the kitchen and looked at a breakfast chair and saw a crumb and went could have cleaned the kitchen couldn't you (laughs) and we were all just standing there staring at her going I don't understand what just happened
1: (laughs) oh you pigs you filthy pigs
0: Okay, so there we are. We have learned about how to go to the doctors by ourselves, like big girls and boys. And we have also learned about how we can better be housemates. And that I think means do your dishes and don't, once you clean those dishes, smash them over anyone's head. I think oh, that's good. And just it. Keep,
1: your, get, keep dirty laundry to the individual who it belongs to. and
0: Of course, you know, yeah. Good. And then the HDMI stay where they are. Um, so what I will say is I've noticed is that we've mentioned a couple of times now our Gmail account, podholes at com, and we haven't received any further material.
1: See, I wouldn't have said it like that because I would have done like a little bit of propaganda. I'd have said we haven't really oh, okay. received any decent material.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's your fault. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I'd have said. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um, So it would be great if you could help us because we are starting to run out of ideas
1: and our wells will go dry. Imagine that five episodes in and we're already like turning out empty pockets, going, imagine having the arrogance to say we need to teach the nation, but we don't know what to teach you. No, well, we've got
0: ideas. It's just that um,
1: we can always have more.
0: (laughs) 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 That's true
1: all right well send us an email what what's our what's our stuff how can they contact us
0: so our instagram is class pod as is our twitter and our email is classpodholes at gmail.com. oh and do all the reviewing thing
1: because we've got the more reviewing thing as well. yeah. yeah it's really exciting well will it is you next really
0: exciting. yeah go on then
1: all right see you then bye bye Oh,